is the elimination of the unnecessary. This quote by Pablo Picasso is the inspiration for today's episode about what to let go of to be more creative. Welcome to the Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I am your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bacos. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Opening your mind to creativity and creative thinking requires letting go of a lot of our old, uncomfortable, yet familiar thoughts and habits. As we age, we certainly begin to let go of things that weigh us down. And today we're talking about four things that you can eliminate today if you want to be more creative. And I'll also give you the research on what you can do instead. The first thing to let go of is the idea that you can stay safe by quote unquote worrying about other people or considering other people's opinions all the time. So the thing that you want to most let go of is making your behavior choices all focused around not wanting to rock the boat and What it does is just keeps us thinking about ourselves from the eyes of other people. Here's what you can do instead. You can take some risks. Creative people are not afraid to take risks and try new ideas. So seriously, what do you imagine others are thinking of you? Is it true? No, it's actually just you thinking of yourself. Let me repeat that. When you think about what others are thinking of you, it's actually just you thinking about yourself. See if you can wrap your head around this. When you start to wonder what other people are thinking of you, who is doing that thinking? It's you. Who is thinking about you? It's also you. So see if you can catch yourself thinking about yourself from the perspective of another person who is judging you. When that happens, you can just ask yourself, what would a person that I love and who loves me think about me? Here's another way you can interrupt this kind of thinking. Imagine yourself five years from now. What would she think about you right now? There's a popular exercise in acceptance and commitment therapy, which is the psychological approach that I follow. And the exercise is about having a chat with your 80-year-old self. Imagine you're 80 years old. Isn't she amazing? Now, would she encourage you to keep thinking about yourself in kind of these negative ways or through the lens of a critical other person? I don't think so. She would want you to think for yourself and not judge yourself. Remember, anything you're judging in your mind that you're assigning to someone else is actually just you judging yourself in your mind. I have an example. When I moved into my first home, I was so excited to garden. And of course, I planted flowers and some blueberry bushes 
And I was even excited about just kind of basic lawn care. And I was out trimming the hedges that were between my house and my neighbor's house. And they were, you know, mostly straight across, but they had a lot of uneven edges at the top. And that's what I was focusing on. All of a sudden, while I was happily cutting the hedges, I had this thought that the neighbor was going to be mad at me and even come out and judge me and say something negative about my hedge cutting skills. I kept cutting, but I kept getting more and more worried and even a little anxious about these thoughts. So I finally stopped and I assessed the actual situation. The facts were, I was trimming the tops, you know, the uneven parts of the hedge the neighbor would probably be happy to have it evened out and they didn't have to do it. And I realized I was just having these thoughts that were making me worried. I wanted to be a good neighbor and at the very least not upset the neighbors. That's where my thoughts were coming from. But once I recognized that these were my thoughts that were making me worried and had nothing to do with the neighbor, it wasn't about the neighbor, then... I could move on. I could continue trimming the hedges. And of course it worked out great. They looked fabulous and the neighbor even complimented me. It was a huge learning point for me about who is bothering me in my head. It's me, it's not anyone else. Here's the next thing that you want to eliminate to be a more creative thinker. It's time to eliminate repetitive thinking. So I'm talking about things like we wake up. I used to say this. Oh, here we go again. First thing in the morning, that was the first thing in my mind. Oh, here we go again. I have to go to work. It's a terrible way to start the day. It's really, truly awful. I'll tell you what I did. I I started using a mantra. Today's going to be a happy day. And you know, happiness is an inside job. So it's my decision if I'm going to dread the day or be happy about it. So if you think of any stressful situation that you are facing right now, what are you saying about it to yourself? Like, oh, this is terrible. That person's terrible. I wish I could quit my job. These are all thoughts and you've probably had them over and over and over again. These thoughts will not solve your problem. Ruminating about how something is terrible is not productive. It's just ruminating. It's just thinking. And most of the time we have all the information we need to make a decision and we just don't. So to be more creative, we have to make space by eliminating this kind of repetitive thinking. So here's what researchers say to do instead. Brainstorm. And that means thinking of ideas in such a variety of ways, a wide range of possibilities. Creative thinkers brainstorm not only like a large number of ideas, but just kind of this huge variety of possibilities. You can think of ridiculous things, silly and impractical things on your brainstorm list. The idea is to not judge what your mind is saying. It's an exercise in your mind suspending judgment. You just keep writing down ideas around your solution that you're seeking without judging them 
And one idea will lead to the next as your mind opens to more and more creativity. Your first 10 might be truly ridiculous ideas. For example, like if you want to increase your income, create a list of 25 ideas to generate more money. And the first five might be silly. You might want to judge them. But when you keep going, you'll allow one idea to lead to the next. And then you can truly make a difference in your thinking gives your brain more psychological flexibility. Now, the third thing that we want to get rid of, if we want to be better at our creative thinking, we have to let go of any suspicion about change or any suspicion about possibilities. Let me tell you what I mean. When our mind says something like, well, it is what it is, which I hear a lot, Or a mind might say, well, that's just how it is. It's always been that way. Do you know people who say these kinds of things? It is what it is, or that's just how it is. Those are ways to stop ourselves from thinking creatively. And it locks us into just accepting what is and and not feeling like we have agency to make any kind of change. So just because something is the way it is, or something is the way we perceive it, it does not need to stay that way. So here's what we can do instead of being suspicious of change and possibility. We can do creative experiments. And that means experimenting with ideas, just allowing ourselves to believe in ideas. I mean, for the most part, if you can think it all the way through, you can make it happen. So to do some creative experiments, we have to look at ideas from multiple perspectives and examine how solutions could work, not just thinking of how they might not work. We have to think about how it could work. You know you need this cognitive shift when you start rejecting ideas, when you think that there's no possible way to change, this is when you need creative experiments. In psychology, there's this funny term for a person who does this. It's called a help-rejecting complainer. A help-rejecting complainer is someone who complains. They give the impression that they want help or they want some ideas. And then they explain why none of those could possibly work. They actually don't want to solve the problem. They just want to complain. So if you find yourself in that spot where you just start complaining on repeat about the same thing, you need to do some experiments. I've definitely been a help-rejecting complainer at times when I felt most helpless. Like when I knew it was time to leave a situation, but it felt too fearful. And those are times when I would just defend staying, doing whatever it was I was doing. And I couldn't allow myself to imagine making a change until I was ready. And so it took a lot of, you know, cognitive flexibility to make some of those big changes in life. So here's what you can do. Instead of saying something like, it is what it is, which gives away all your power, you can be more truthful and say something like, well, it is what I create it to be. In act, when someone has taken full responsibility for themselves and their choices, 
we offer the phrase, everything is as I have created it to be. That means we've taken personal responsibility, not for all the things out in the world, but for how we see it, how we interpret it, and what, how we want to respond to it. So the fourth and last thing that we need to let go of so we can be more creative We have to let go of judgment and we have to stop judging ideas before we even try them. So this is really focused on behavior and taking action. We can stop evaluating an idea from the lens of this might not work. When I rented my first art studio space, I was worried Oh, I couldn't afford it. Then I started worrying about what might go wrong. I had all these kind of little complaints about the lease and I started thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't sign the lease. Maybe this isn't right. And I recognized that this is normal. A fear around taking a big step is normal. So I asked myself, what can I gain from having my own dedicated art studio? And then I reminded myself that this is what I had wanted for so long. And I could see then very clearly that my mind was just scared and starting to make judgments. I didn't let it stop me. Once I was able to kind of pick apart what my brain was doing, I realized, oh, I'm scared, but I'm still going to sign the lease and commit to a year in this art studio. So here's what we can do instead of judging ideas before we even try them. Creative people develop the ability to test and implement original solutions. And honestly, this makes creative people a very valuable asset in the workplace and at home. But all it takes for the rest of us is just practice, practice, practice. You can find people to help you, find a test audience. You know, I obviously did my research on that art studio space and I knew what I could afford. And I just had to try it out and see how it went. I had all the information I needed. I just got kind of scared about making such a big change. All the research shows that creative people follow through all the way to the end. They take the process, they start it, and they keep going. They have a vision in mind of what they want it to look like at the end. So those are the four ways that you can implement creativity just today in your life. It doesn't require big amounts of time and it doesn't require any art supplies. So remember, you want to let go of worrying about other people. You want to let go of repetitive thinking. You want to let go of suspicion about change and possibility. And you certainly want to let go of any judgments until you start trying. So now that you know, what will you create? Have a wonderful week, and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Hey, come join me and the Modern Creative Woman on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Dr. Amy Bacos. And have you gotten a copy of the five values of the Modern Creative Woman? Hop on over to arttherapycentersf.com and join our email list. That's arttherapycentersf.com, as SF is San Francisco. 
get on our email list and you can get your free copy of the aspirational principles you need to live your modern creative life.